Brentford are massive. We are. We are massive. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the FPL by Dummies. I am back. I hope you didn't miss me too much. You had Rob last week. I listened to it. It was much better than what I'm normally on. Um, yeah, I think. Am I reaching retirement age? Is this well? You know, as Camel said, probably am reaching retirement age. How's the knee? How's the knee? The back, all sorts. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, mate. Yeah, another year, another year older, another year stupider. Um, another, well, yeah, not wiser, dumber. Cam, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Thank you, mate. Um, just about recovering from uh, game week 28. Um, I'm sure we'll get on to, well, we gave you a bit of a shout out last week, but I'm sure we'll get on to your uh, success. But yeah, it was an absolute stinker for me. 29 is slightly better, but could be better as always. Um, but yeah, can't complain. Yeah, how was um how was the pod last week with uh, with my replacement? Was it um did you miss me? As you said, much better. Um oh, but right, that was fair. to be expected really. Um I'm pretty sure anyone's an upgrade. Yeah, back to sort of some idiocy, some bad choices and general poor FPL chat with me now. So I Well the thing was I was gonna say, you know, now that you're back and with, with two unbelievable game week scores under your belt, maybe the quality will be maintained. But the thing is you're still a hundred K paces below Rob anyway. So yeah. <laughs> despite having outscored him, he's still way ahead of you. Maybe now I've like turned twenty eight, like I've finally reached my FPL peak. Like, you know, performance has finally found its place. You know, I found my like place prime in the team. Fernando Torres. Yeah, yeah. I've re- no, I'm like more like Jamie Vardy, I guess. You know, it was pretty shit when I started playing non-league, and now I'm sort of got to my prime age, and yeah, that's, top shit that's out terrible. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I definitely that. I'm definitely that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we're on it. Let's talk about it. How fucking good am I? At everything. Um, game at twenty-eight. Absolute screamer. One hundred twenty-seven points on the wild card. I mean, let's just talk about it right now. Ivan Tony's the absolute fucking goat, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you can't really argue with it. He has had three penalties in the past two games, but then he scored all three of them. So, um, and I mean, did he win two of them? Um, he won two, yeah. So it's all fair game, isn't it? Um, it's part, like, the rules are there for penalties to be awarded and then scored, and he's done it. So as much as it is a bit tilting, that, uh, but I mean, it's not that tilting. It's more just because I know you that it's irritating <laughs> because <laughs> there is... I was expecting it to be way lower than that. 11.8% of the game own him, which isn't masses. A lot of dead teams must own him. Probably. Because, I mean, like, his effective ownership for me, um, and what, I was at 300k at the start of game at 28, now at 120k. (laughs) Humble brag. Um, God, I'm such a dickhead. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, his effective ownership against me at my rank was 2%. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I would have expected so, it to be around I that. mean, there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of teams at the start <clears> of the season had him, I think. So I'd assume there's still a lot of dead teams that own the GOAT and, it's just and, the, and fair play to them. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, it kind of does against Norwich because they are the league's whipping boys. And I guess even Burnley, you know, they're in a relegation scrap as well. But I don't think, I mean, you absolutely didn't envisage 29 points from these two games. Um, but... This this week's fixture, I mean, you you have owned him forever, but this week's fixture makes sense to own him because he is in form and he's one of the few strikers that actually play in game week 30. Um, I'm not going to steal your thunder too much because I know you want to talk about him later on, but 
the past two weeks haven't really made sense to own him. And it's like what we're coming to now where it makes sense and he'll probably blank. So it's oh, just... 100%. It's almost, it's almost a guaranteed blank because he'll be the classic Twitter bandwagon where everyone gets him and everyone's like, oh, I'll get an Ivan Tony because his stats are increased and blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah, he's almost ultimately going to blank now, isn't he? So The thing is, I'm looking at your team and you didn't actually have... Like you had a good spread of points in terms of you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of your eleven players returning, which, you know, in any given week everyone would be buzzing with. But it's just like the sheer size of the points those players oh, scored, and then you captain James on top of it. So Reese James bringing in like a third, well, a fifth of your score just by himself. Um, then Tony with the hat trick, Kane with a double, Coutinho with three goals or something and an assist or something in that time frame. I think it was two goals, two goals and assist and lots of bonus points. Yeah. Um, so that is just like totally retroscribe. And you had 10 points on the bench in Kulisevsky, which you could have easily started ahead of Neto. Um, and that's the one that I, that's the one that I really shot myself in the foot with, to be honest. I didn't think he was going to start actually. I thought, cause everyone was talking about, I did actually ask a few people on Twitter, like, who I knew were Tottenham fans going like, you know, do you think Kuliszewski will start this week? And they're like, with, with Mora back, there's a chance that he gets rested. And I was like, mm. fine, I'll just be, I'll be safe and I'll play um, Livermento in a double game week with Villa and Newcastle and was not expecting Southampton to get battered 4-0 and 2-1. So, mm. um, yeah, it was pretty, that was a pretty poor, poor showing from him. Um, but yeah, very, very good game week, 28 week um, for me finishing off. Uh, you had a bit of a stinker, I know. I did, yeah. What did I end up finishing on? 57, and I took a minus four, I'm pretty sure. Um, the more I think about it, it just baff- And I know hindsight is obviously a wonderful thing, and Reese James ended up getting injured, but I don't know why I just didn't... He didn't feature in my thinking at all when I was think- approaching Game Week 28. It was just down to Thiago Silva, uh, Rudiger, and Chalobah. And I ruled Chalobah out quite early doors because I thought... Yeah, he is a cheap route into their defence, but he's also most likely to get rotated, uh, whereas Thiago Silva and Rudiger are their kind of mainstay experienced centre-backs. And as it's turned out, Chalobah's played more minutes and scored more points than Thiago Silva has done in the past three games. Um, So that one really has backfired on me. And I brought in Rafinha instead of Havertz um, on the double and... Chelsea had, they did have a double in 28, only a single in 29. Norwich and Burnley. But, yeah, that is really painful. Uh, I don't actually have it to hand, but, I mean, I recommended him last week. um, And, you know, he delivered again seven points, and I think he got 26 in the double. So, Mm. five goal contributions in three games is just next level. As, like, Rob and I both talked about him and said that he's looked really good for Chelsea um, under the eye test, but also in his output um and yeah he's just continued to deliver so yeah that's been really painful um but this week has kind of improved slightly um Kane still to play Ramsey finally coming good and Coutinho blanking was massive because that's what I was kind of banking on in the double that Ramsey would get at least one goal contribution and Coutinho wouldn't go quite so big yeah. But that was really painful because obviously Coutinho went huge and Ramsey did nothing. So, um, yeah, still got Trent and Salah, probably not Salah, to play against Arsenal and then Kane to play Brighton. So I'm kind of confident of Kane to get some more returns. Yeah, Saka um, as well. you got Saka as well. Yeah, I mean, with my Liverpool 
fan hat on, I'm hoping that he blanks just because that probably means that we win the game and I've obviously got Liverpool assets, which I want to return, um, particularly Trent, obviously. Um, so, And also, I think quite a lot of people own him. I just got him in to cover off that if he does get a return, then it doesn't hurt hurt me because you know he's had two returns in the past two game weeks of double figures um and I've not owned him for either of them and I think quite a lot of people have so yeah this week is looking more positive I think I've got a green arrow no matter what because I've got Kilman coming off the bench but um yeah definitely could be better my team needs major surgery and I'm very much limping towards my wild card in I don't know when quite yet but was that you thinking 31 after the free hit or yeah, I'm not sure whether to do 31 or to hold it for one of the doubles in, is it 33 or 36 that we've yet to yeah. come? Yeah, That feels got... quite late. Um, and yeah, I, there's, as I said, major surgery needed. I want to get rid of Watkins. I want to get rid of Dennis. I uh, need to get rid of Thiago Silva now. The <laughs> thing is, I think Thiago Silva comes back in after 30 and Chelsea mm. still have a good run of games. But maybe there's just, yeah, if Reece James can get himself fit, then he's the guy to own because he's more explosive. Now that Leeds have had their double and their good fixture against Leeds, uh, Norwich, sorry, I want to get rid of Rafinha. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of players that I need to shift on. Um, I might switch my goalkeeper at the minute. I've got Pope and then Foster's kind of my backup. But yeah, I just need major, major surgery. Um, so I might play it sooner. I was saying to Tom just before we came on that... Uh, I kind of feel like I've missed the boat a little bit because everyone, well, not everyone, lots of people on Twitter played their wild card um, and went massive in 28. And I think to make similar sorts of gains later on in the season is going to be quite difficult because there were some players like Matty Cash, Coutinho, Havertz, um, Ivan Tony, who everyone targeted as being real potential for 28 and they delivered on it. And I don't know if... I would get quite that lucky later on in the season. I mean, you never know. I could make those gains when everyone else has just got no chips left to play. Um, but yeah, I might, I might make it sooner. I'm not yet decided. No, fair enough. I, I feel a bit. I'm feeling sort of. I don't know. I don't know what the right word is for it. But I'm sort of like fifty fifty. I'm like really happy that you're having such a shit week. <laughs> but I'm also a little bit sad for you because it's like I like when we're both doing well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's actually like I'm having another storm of a week just to rub it in a bit further. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel a bit bad. I, I don't want to sort of rub in too much. So I'll be quick. Um, yeah, I'm on. I'm currently ro- rolling with 73 points, a massive green arrow again this week. Um, and still with uh, seven to play. Um, well, and Salah, whether he probably maybe not play. Um, but yeah, and, and all pretty positive people, I think, apart from Anthony Gordon. Um, yeah, who you know, if he wants to turn up against Newcastle, would be absolutely glorious. So yeah, I'm having an, I'm having a good week again this week. So I'm, I'm going to leave it at that, I think, because I don't really want to rub it the salt into the wounds too much. I've no, already sort fine, of, mate. I mean, I've already, I've already texted you and and Rob actually <laughs> enough throughout the entire week, just rubbing salt literally everywhere and sprinkling all over the place, and it's been glorious. But I think, think now I'm on the pod. I don't want everyone to think I'm an absolute prick. So I mean, too they already late for know that. No, I mean, they already know. Um, interestingly, City team news is out. Obviously, I say obviously, time of recording is just before the City Palace game on Monday night. Um, Cancelo starts. Oh, okay. Which wasn't expected. So that's very good for you. Well, yeah. I mean, I was kind of lamenting the fact that um, I was going to have 
two zeros because I've well one zero at the very least because I've got Livermento and Thiago Silva in a three back. So I've got Kilman definitely coming off the bench, but yeah, Cancelo was the the question mark. Um, I'm not that confident of a City clean sheet tonight, but obviously okay. I'll welcome it as and when it comes. But um, De Bruyne is also back in the team. Um, otherwise, I don't think there's anything too surprising. No stuff. Yeah, I, I last minute changed and put Brozier in instead of Cancelo. So I'm, I'm hoping for a clean sheet wipeout tonight. That'd be very nice. Well, the thing is, you've got double Liverpool. So if we manage to keep a clean sheet tomorrow, then you're laughing. So even if, um, yeah, uh, Cancelo does get returned, like it, it's not going to hurt you too much. No, true. Um, right. Uh, quickly, the games then from the week. Anything that stands out for you? What just gone? Just gone. Um, just gone. Obviously, Sui. Yeah, I know. Kristen Ronaldo. Ha ha ha. Yeah, what a player. Um, what gold as well. Well, well, all three of them. Very well taken. Mm. Um, he just. I saw on the Saturday social, um, they did like a stay or go for the whole Man United squad come the summer. And um, it was kind of unanimous that Ronaldo should leave. And the kind of parting shot that they had was that he'd only scored one goal in 2022. So naturally that weekend he went and scored three and won the game for United. (laughs) It's almost as if he hears it and he just takes it personally and then goes out and proves everyone wrong. But yeah, I I don't think it was too noteworthy this weekend obviously the big six pointer on saturday afternoon oh that was huge Burnley. um what game where does that leave you boys now i mean you did say uh, safe, if actually. you won uh, the uh, norwich and or the burnley game then you were pretty confident puts you on 30 points 29 games played eight points clear yeah of watford and everton everton are in trouble i mean even Watford won on the weekend as well. I wasn't expecting Watford to win no, that game. Not at all. Um, yeah, and that's that puts it. That is, I think a lot of people ruled out Watford already, and actually, they well, could be the ones that, that sneak sneak away. Well, let's and look. They at play more games. Everton's <clears throat> fixtures for the end of the season: they blank in thirty, then they're away to West Ham, at home to Man United, blank again in thirty-three, then they go to Anfield, then they have Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Away to Leicester, Brentford at home, so that is a guaranteed beating, and then they finish the season away against Arsenal. Yeah, in so the form got... they're in, I cannot see them picking up points. Well, in they any do have game. four games to be rearranged as well, oh, which okay. is Leicester, and but they're all six pointers, I'd say, apart from Leicester and Palace. They've got Leicester and Palace, then they've got Burnley and Watford to be rearranged. So if you're thinking about 33 and 36, probably the probably 33, yeah, that would. Yeah, I think we're thinking 33, 36 for rearranged games, potentially. Um, so, yeah, they could have Leicester and Burnley slash Watford, followed by Brentford. I mean, that could be some huge games for them. They are bang in trouble. Um, I mean, if they if they lose, well, I mean, if they lose... Even two, if they draw against yeah, Toon. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Burnley, Watford and Brentford, to be honest. Those three games, they've got to win all three, I'd say. Yeah. But otherwise, otherwise, they are absolutely fucked. Because I mean, I know Brentford have actually got not too bad a run in for the last for the end of the season. Um, I don't think Burnley have got that bad a run either. Um, I can't really remember exactly what they've got, but I'm, I want. I had a sort of thing the other day where I think Everton have got to play have like the hardest run of all the teams. Um, 
And then, yeah, uh, I don't think Brentford and Burnley have as hard a run. And I believe, well, not, I think Norwich done. Norwich completely done now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I think Watford have a half-decent run. I mean, they've got like Brentford, Burnley, Leeds, Palace. There's a few games in there which are like winnable, you'd say. Yeah, I mean, the thing for Everton is that people have been talking about their home form and obviously they got spanked by uh, Spurs 5-0, but they've lost their last four since beating Leeds 3-0 in February, 2-0 to Southampton, 1-0 to City, which everyone probably would have expected. And to be fair, they were hard, hard done by in that game because they should have at the very least got a draw out of it. Yeah. Then, yeah, the spanking. And then, yeah, again, literally not many highlights at all. Um, from what I saw on the weekend against Wolves. Um, I saw Charleston had a few chances, but generally it seemed to be all Wolves in control of the game. Um, and then, yeah, we've just highlighted the run they've, they've got coming up. Um, it is really hard because Burnley have, you know, an extra game played against than Everton, but they still have games in hand. Um, and they did lose uh, on the weekend... Uh, who did they play? Brentford, and then Mighty lost to Chelsea Brentford. before that. Leicester the game before that, but they did put together a bit of form and a bit of a run, and you can kind of see them doing the same again. Um, so it's impossible to call who's going to go down, except for Norwich. Really, minus yeah, forty-five goal difference, Norwich. Well, I I didn't realize how bad Leeds' goal difference was as well. Mm. Well, they they, so they I looked in like... the second. Uh, Lowest or second highest conceders this year. Yeah, minus 34. That's actually crazy how bad that was. I didn't realise how bad it was until I looked the other day to see. I was Ooh. looking to see sort of how far Brentford are off of safety and saw Leeds goal difference. Like, that is Leeds shocking. are now actually the worst defence in the league. They've conceded 65 goals. It's just they've scored more goals than Norwich have as well. Oh, right. Okay. Bloody hell. Norwich have conceded 63, so it's not much difference. But um, yeah, pretty, pretty poor. I think I, uh, yeah, I did, I did. I put together some like information for work, like the people who play in the league at work, and uh, City, Liverpool, and Chelsea combined have conceded less goals than Leeds and Norwich this season individually. <laughs> oh, I love that! I absolutely love that. When I when um, I when I put it together, it was they'd only conceded about two goals more, but in the past two or three games, that stretched out even more. So they've actually got better else. records. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't that eventful, really. I think a lot of people who we kind of expected to go big were either injured or benched this weekend so far. Yeah, we've still got the second half of the game week to go, but I don't think anyone owns Ronaldo. We've already established only you own Tony. Yeah, um, Salah and Trent are kind of in everyone's teams. Very few people own Havertz. No one owns Connor Cody. Um, Rafinha frustratingly hit the bar twice against <laughs> Norwich. Um, finally got an assist at the very end. Um, and then, yeah, this is this is going to be sat Mr. Captain Hindsight again. But I genuinely considered bringing Cucho Hernandez a few weeks ago um, to <laughs> enable. Surely no, I did genuinely to enable um, my Thiago Silva transfer. I was going to drop Dennis to Hernandez um, to allow because there's like literally. The, the price I brought Dennis in at, I think he he is worth like 5.8 to me and I needed to um, get about 0.8 million in my bank um, and Cucho is like five and I was five, like, yeah. 
he's played a few games. He could just be bench fodder. And I mean, he did score an own goal in the game before the Southampton one, which would have been frustrating to own him for. Um, but he scored three goals otherwise. Um, so I'm not annoyed about that at all because I wasn't really ever going to bring him in. But it was like a fleeting consideration. Um, but yeah, we've still got Brighton to play Spurs, Arsenal to play Liverpool, and then Everton to play too. So still points to be had. Not the best double, but I'd feel speak still for yourself. Right. Speak for your bloody self. Well, it's Great lovely. double. Love it. I love the doubles. Give me more doubles. All the, the doubles. So yeah, um, so yeah, um, we'll move on to Stormware Void. Uh, if you haven't listened to us before, uh, Stormware Void is a very similar game. We are going to do it slightly different this week. Um, so Snog is a short-term pick uh, because a lot of people will be free to hit, free hitting this week. I know there's a lot of talk now. People are, because the games are so shit that people just won't bother. Um, but me and your my lovely co-host Cameron is both free hitting this week. And so therefore, our snogs this week are going to be free hit snogs. Our marries are going to be long-term picks that if you're not free hitting, would be a better player to have in for your team for a long-term build. And avoid is, as normal, someone we just don't like or want in our team. So, Cam, yeah. Yeah, so, so they all feature in game week 30, but the snog is just for game week 30, like kind of with that in mind. And yeah. um, the marry is someone who... Yeah, plays in 30, but also could be a good investment for beyond that. So, um, yeah, my snog is Rao Jimenez. Um, I think he's still a bit dodgy um, because I, I never really viewed him as potential or rotation potential, but he has had some rests in recent games. Um, obviously, he came back in the second game of Game Week 28 against Watford and scored and got two bonus to give himself nine points overall, which again was quite painful because I considered swapping Watkins for him because uh, they're the same price. Uh, and Watkins got five and he got nine. But yeah, they just have, um, as we've just mentioned, the worst defence in the league this game week against Leeds. Um, Wolves don't score a lot of goals apart from against Watford. Um, but uh, they also don't concede many and, yeah, a really good, solid side this season. So I think if they are going to score goals, then Jimenez will be involved, even though his record isn't that good this season. But I think, yeah, just with how leaky Lee's defence are, um, he's worth owning for this week. But because he's not that prolific, I don't, I don't think he's worth having past this game week. So I've drawn up a draft so far of a free hit and he's in it, um, but that could still change might go to Lacazette or someone like that but uh yeah my snog is Raul Jimenez yeah I I don't mind that at all I think yeah you've got to have at least one Wolves attacker this week for Leeds it's actually ridiculous um I didn't realize how sort of bad they were attacking attackingly is that the right word what Wolves Um, Wolves yeah so so bad this year um they're actually the sixth worst team for goals scored this year. They've only scored 29 goals this year. Yeah. It's just they've only conceded 23. Well, that's It's actually mad. I think they've got the fourth best defence after the top three. They do. They do, yeah. yeah. Um, it's actually insane. And obviously, they're doing incredibly well this season. Uh, yeah, I think Jimenez is a great shout for this week. I mean, they're playing Leeds, so... I don't think he probably will, but do we think Bruno Large is in a shout for manager of the season? Uh, or at least an honourable mention? 
I mean, if he's not included in the sort of the nominations, that was an absolute disgrace. Um, because I, I think literally have him, never heard of him before. No, I mean, what was he? I can't remember if it's Porto or Sporting he was at. You're probably not either of them now, but I know obviously <laughs> someone in Portugal. Had, yeah, no, he, I think it was like because it was a weird one. He had like the best and worst run for their for the team he was managing previously. Um, it was like the longest win streak followed by the longest losing streak. Um, I will have a look quickly now. I can't, I can't exactly remember who was um, uh, who's manager. Benfica. There we go. It wasn't Porto or Sporting. It was Benfica. Uh, I knew it wasn't gonna be either of them. But yeah, it was really weird. But yeah, he's been. I mean, they've just been really good. David Moyes as well. I mean, yeah. he's got to be up there, definitely, as a pick. And obviously Thomas Frank, um, <laughs> of course. Which leads me on quite nicely because my snog this week is Ivan Tony. Um, he's just come off of five goals in two games uh, and three pens. Um, yeah, Take I mean, quietly. they're playing Leicester, who've been incredibly leaky of late, uh, not been playing particularly well. Um, Ivan Tony scores lots of goals in the box. And... Leicester can't defend a corner for their life. So, yeah, for me, Ivan Tony's a great shout. The I'm going to be holding him a lot longer than that, obviously, as I've held him since game week one, and he's still not left my team. Brentford have changed formation to a 4-3-3, and it is very much a benefit to Ivan Tony, a huge benefit to Ivan Tony. Um, if you look at his stats in the Championship last year, we changed from a 4-3-3 to the 5-3-2, which you've watched mainly this year. Or, or not watch because not many people are watching Brentford <laughs> games apart from me. Um, but we changed with five three two and it really disadvantaged Ivan Tony because he came more of a uh, ball winning attacker, you know, getting the ball back and then Very feeding it onto exactly yeah, sort of like passing the ball onto Mbomo. Um The four three three really really benefits him uh, as you've seen in the last couple of games. Obviously, he scored five goals. I know three are penalties, but he won two of those penalties. I mean, I put a tweet out the other day of like. Four, I think it was before he got the third goal, before he got the penalty. It was like four goals in two games, and people were just like commenting, like, "Yeah, he's just called penalties, mate." It's like, yeah, but he's won two of them. You silly pricks! Like, um, yeah, he's getting in the right positions, and they actually have some service now from Christian Eriksen. Go on, what you're laughing at? <laughs> have you seen that clip of um, Road to Shore saying "silly bitch"? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you silly bitch. Oh yes, you silly bitch. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so many people were like responding to my tweet. Like, <laughs> so I love that. Um, it's so many people respond to my tweet. Like, oh, you know, he's just a pen merchant. It's like, yeah, he's still got a fucking score, but you silly, <laughs> silly bitch. Well, this um, is the thing. I mean, he's um, not quite such a punt as someone like Jorginho, who kind of plays so deep that they literally just rely on penalties and people don't get them that regularly. Whereas as a striker, um, you've at least got the backup that he could score a normal goal but then he is also on pens and he's so good at them has he missed one ever he's never missed a pen he has missed pens but he's never missed a pen for Brentford okay so I mean that ain't bad yeah um, also I yeah. was gonna say you said he was the third top scorer like he's level with Kane and Son but so, that in itself is pretty impressive that he's got scored as many goals this season as Harry Kane and he's half the price yeah I mean obviously five of those goals are coming in recent times mm-hmm. but um at the end of the day, is a championship striker who scored a lot more goals than a lot more a lot of other players in the in the Prem this year. So he's one behind players, Ronaldo for the season. He's one behind. He was he, and he was uh what he was two in front of Ronaldo up until he scored the hat trick the other day. Mm. I mean, that, let's not talk about it. Tony's got hat trick too. Anyway, all I'm saying is Ivan Tony's going for the golden boot, and most Alabama watches back. <laughs> Just ten more goals to go, and then he's then he's there. Well, I mean, if he keeps in the current form, then he's going to be 
about 10 goals ahead of him. I'm so surprised looking at the top goal scorers this season now. We've got... Oh, how shit it is. <laughs> well, just in terms of um, who's up there. So, Tony, um, Mahrez has kind of come out of nowhere. So, Sterling, I, I don't... Sterling's played probably a lot more minutes than I think he has done, but it feels like he's not played very many and he's on 10 goals. Same with Vardy. Um, Bruno, for ages, hadn't scored and then I know he got a few in quick succession, but he's on nine. So's KDB, who I, again, feel like he's been injured for a lot of this season. And then Dennis and Rafinha both have nine and so does Zaha. What's kind of funny is that Antonio only has eight and is down at number 17 when he was yeah. like the top scorer for the first like six, seven weeks of the season. Crazy, isn't it? Conor Gallagher's got the same number of goals as Antonio this year. So does Mope and Puki. Um, so yeah, makes it for interesting reading. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think I do have Tony in my current draft of my free hit. Maybe subject to change, but at the same time, as I said earlier, Credit where credit's due, he's in form and he plays, as you said, quite a leaky, leaky side. I think as well, the commentator in the Arsenal Leicester game yesterday literally said, Leicester don't have a very good co- uh, uh, record from corners this season. Martinelli crosses the ball, party heads it in. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, commentators curse if ever you've seen it. Um, yeah. But yeah, Fox, uh, Fox, Tony is um, a fox in the box. Um, and even if he doesn't necessarily win the first header, it will be in the round to potentially um, mop up. The second, yeah. so I just got two two things to add on Tony before we before I move on to you, just because they're really funny. Um, one, I'm going to shout out Rob from last week because <laughs> what he said on the group chat honestly killed me. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously Rob, who was uh, uh, co-hosting with Cam last week, who's obviously a much better FPL player than than both of us. Um, Put on our group chat said, I've got an irrational hate for Tony and it is all your fault, Tom. And he's refusing <laughs> to get him in his free hit team this week. I don't care if it's at the detriment of my team, he will not be in my free hit. <laughs> Honestly, I was crying. Injected. Um, absolutely brilliant. And the final one to add is, um, have you seen the Burnley commentators at the Brentford game on the weekend? Uh, I don't think so. If you get a chance, and if people are obviously, obviously if people are listening, not many will be now. Um if you type in Burnley commentators at Brentford, they it's honestly the saltiest, the saltiest. Honest to God, it's I'm drinking their fucking tears. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, they're like, why are they winning? Like, why are they, why are they celebrating? Like, they won the fucking Champions League. They could lose eight on the bounce and fucking go down. It's like it's so salty. It's so nice to listen to. Um, yeah, and that's that's me done for Brentford of the week. Nice. Um, yeah, my one is a slightly more rational pick uh, <laughs> going forwards, uh, but he obviously has the pedigree to definitely be worth a shout for uh, the games after game week 30. Um, an incredibly slow start to the season. I think he got one goal in 2021 in terms of since August, um, but since the turn of the year, he's been absolutely on fire. If you hadn't quite worked out just yet, it's Harry Kane um, on 11 goals this season, as I just mentioned. Three assists, a few of them obviously for Son. Um, but since the Man City double in 26, he's scored 26, 37, 39, 45 points in six games. Uh, and he's still got Brighton to play. Um, so, yeah, he's got six goals and an assist in that time. Um, and, yeah, as I say, they play Brighton, who were really solid at the beginning of the season, but have started to ship goals. And uh, then beyond that, they have Spurs, uh, they have West Ham, Newcastle, Villa, Brighton again in game week 33, 
then Brentford and Leicester all the way up until 35. And I mean, beyond that, they play Liverpool, Burnley and Norwich. So I think he's just guaranteed to stay in my team for the rest of the season, unless he gets injured, which touch when he doesn't. Um, but yeah, I saw something this uh, today basically saying our premium forward's now an option again. I'm not so sure that premium forwards as a whole are, but I think Kane definitely is. Um, so yeah, my marry for the rest of the season is going to be Mr. Skulls. Skulls. Um, I completely agree with you. Um, it was you that told us to marry him like a few weeks, for me anyway. And it's the first time I really thought of him. It was like four or five weeks ago. It was when we had James on. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember when that was. Um, I think it might have been around it was the time a while of ago, Chelsea. Yeah, um, and you, you said, oh, you're going to look at getting him in and marrying him. And I was like, that's the first time I really I thought about it. And it was, so I'm going to... I'm going to think about, uh, yeah, I think I think it's down to you, obviously, that I've got him in, and I'm really happy I have, because he's been absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. yeah, we had he, James in end of January, which it's not showing me when those game weeks were, but... No, but I mean, anyway, I, I mean, just generally, great pick. We'll be keeping him in the rest of my, for the rest of the, the rest of the season. Um, yeah, and I love owning him again. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It was so uncharacteristic of him to have the start to the season that he did. Um, yeah, we had James on just after the Chelsea game where he blanked, but then they had Southampton and then Wolves up next, who again he blanked in. But ever since the City game, he's just kind of reignited his form. Um, but, you know, even before that, he started scoring goals again, as I said, against Liverpool, which was game week 18, which I think is around December time. So he, I don't think he did score just the one goal in the first half of this season. But um, yeah, he obviously had like a curse in previous years when he first um, started his career that he couldn't score in August. Um, and then that seemed to extend into the rest of the season this year. Um, but as I say, he's, he's discovered that form again um, and is back to banging in goals. So own him, make space. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my marry this week, who's a pick if you're looking for a longer term pick after game week 30, uh, I'm going to go with an Arsenal player, but potentially not the really obvious one. I'm going to go with Martinelli um, over Saka, mainly because it's just because he's just cheaper. Um, he's 5.3 mil, he's still really cheap, and I just think that in recent games I've watched him he's looked really good I know Saka's sort of been the informed player at the moment obviously got a goal and assist at Watford uh, goal at Brentford and nothing obviously yesterday at Leicester um, but I just really like Martinelli he's playing really well again um, he had obviously a really hot streak I think it was something like 13 and probably like 19 something like that um, then obviously got sent off I can't remember when it was but he didn't get sent off against, against Wolves or something Wolves. like that yeah um, and then since he's been back in the team uh, goal against Watford and assist yesterday against Leicester. Um, looks really good. I really like him as a player. He's cheap. And I think that's the nice thing. He's just a really good... If you have these premiums coming back into the fold, we're talking like Harry Kane, Son, Salah, um, you know, the slightly more expensive players and you need to make room. Martin is just a really good player to have. I mean, a lot of people sat on Rafinha. So you obviously can go down to Saka, but I just think you can save yourself an extra 1.2 mil, have a player who's playing in a very similar position, who's playing just as well I'd say yeah it's Saka's obviously got the numbers this season to back it up he's scored more points than Martinelli across the season uh, I think he's played more minutes because Martinelli was injured at the start but um, 
I think Saka will score more points in the rest of the season, maybe. But Martinelli is guaranteed to start an Arsenal team that's playing really well and scoring goals. And he's only 5.3, as you said. I think it's really harsh on Smith Rowe, who, when Martinelli was kind of coming back to form, was playing so well and so many minutes and, you know, capitalising on that game time. But I think the Arsenal team is just more balanced with Martinelli playing on the left. I think Arsenal generally play like a 4-2-3-1 where Shaka and who else? Someone else plays in the sitting role with him. Oh, Party. Yes, Party. And then Odegaard plays as their number 10. Then Saka and Martinelli are kind of like wide cams slash forwards. And then Lacazette plays through the middle. And I think Martinelli is like Saka, a natural kind of wide man. He plays that position he, he, I think he just knows the position really well, whereas Smith Rowe, I think while he can and has played off that left side, generally is a bit more of an Odegaard type player and so kind of comes in to the same sort of spaces that Odegaard occupies. So I think it's just unfortunate that Martinelli has these attributes that even though I think Smith Rowe is a better player and you know his goals and assists this season suggest that, he doesn't really... yeah. The, the system becomes a bit balanced as and when he plays. So he's kind of been resorted to being a impact sub that comes on at half uh, with half an hour to go or so um, and runs at defences now they're tired and things like that. So I think even with Smith-Rowe, I think he had a flag the other day, but generally speaking, he is um, fit. I think even with that being the case, Martinelli, um, yeah, was guaranteed to play, as you said, 1.2 cheap or 1.3 cheaper now than Saka uh, and is only 3.4% owned. So, um, yeah, I definitely like that as a as a shout for the rest of the season. I think Arsenal's fixtures are also quite good, really after, good. after Liverpool. Um, do they have any games to make up? Uh, they do. Uh, the two games to make up are two for our Tottenham and Chelsea, but yeah. they've got a run after Liverpool this week. Uh, sorry, the second half of this double game week. Uh, Villa in 30, then Palace, Brighton, Southampton, United, West Ham, Leeds, Newcastle and Everton. I mean, those final three games are just glorious. Well, I think um, even even with those Chelsea and um, Tottenham fixtures to slide in, so I think double, they're playing it? so well that um, they could have potential for points there. And as you say, yeah, it's a double game week anyway. So even if they only get you know, Martinelli gets two points in that game. If he scored in the other game in that game week, then, you know, it's an extra two. I don't think anyone would likely captain him, but it's a bigger score for one game week than if he was to only be playing singles. So, um, yeah, I mean, this segues nicely into my avoid, which having just bigged up Arsenal, uh, I'm going to say to avoid one of their defenders. And it's mainly because of his price. And whilst we've highlighted the potential for the fixtures going forward, I think... Arsenal are mainly attacking assets to consider. Um, they obviously kept a clean sheet against Leicester last time out, but Leicester aren't particularly prolific at the minute. Prior to that, they've had a smattering of clean sheets. They kept one against Norwich again, you would expect that. A solid one against West Ham and Southampton in back-to-back game weeks, but that is actually going back to 16-17, which is quite a while ago now. Actually, how have I managed to do that? I don't know why I've skipped so far back. Um yeah, actually, in recent times, they've not kept many clean sheets at all. I managed to keep one away against Wolves when Shaka got sent off, I think it was. Probably a good guess, even if it wasn't him. Um, and then, yeah, Leicester recently. Otherwise, they conceded two to Watford, one to Wolves, one to Brentford, um, two to City, 
yeah, I just don't think def- if you are going to go for an Arsenal defender, I'd go for Tierney. Basically, is my recommendation. And again, I think Tierney's coming in on my uh, free hit this week. So, yeah, I'd avoid Gabriel because uh, I think Tierney is the one to own. I wouldn't double up on Arsenal defenders, and he is quite expensive. Although that's not really consideration for the free hit because so many premium assets are not playing. So, um, yeah, I'd avoid Gabriel. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're going to go for, I, I mean, on my free hit at the moment, I've got uh, Tierney instead as well. So probably going to go single Arsenal defence as well for this week, just because I think Villa probably will score. Yeah, and I think even if you were not well, uh, free hitting, sorry, this week, um, and you wanted to bring in an Arsenal defender to cover the this blank game week, I don't think you would want to own Gabriel past game week thirty. Um, as you said, some decent side. Like while you might expect Arsenal to win the games going forward, I'd probably expect them to concede. And you know he's got set piece potential, but I think Tierney has better attacking potential um, than Gabriel does. So yeah, yeah. And if you want a cheap centre back for Arsenal, get Ben White instead. Exactly. Yeah. Or actually, saying that, have you seen that thing? I and it might be Twitter shit, but apparently Ben White prefers to be called Benjamin White. But everyone just calls him Ben White anyway. Apparently he requested it like a few years ago and everyone just was like, no, you're right, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know someone who prefers to go by Thomas than Tom, but... Yeah, um, some some silly prick. Um, silly bitch. Silly bitch. <laughs> 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 well, talking about another player that I'd like to avoid, but I think he definitely goes by Matt rather than Matthew, is Matt Doherty or Doherty or however the hell you pronounce his name in Irish. Do you, do you know what it is? Doherty? Doherty? I, I've heard Doherty, but yeah, no idea. That bloke that plays for Tottenham who... At right back. At right back, who is playing quite well at the moment. I thought he had a bit of a stinger against United, not going to lie. I thought he was pretty poor. For this week and for going forward, I would avoid him. Um, I think this is me sticking my neck out a little bit because he's been playing really well. Obviously got, what, golden assist and a clean sheet in recent times against Everton. Um, he, for me, is a bandwagon player. He's 4.8 mil, relatively cheap. Don't think Spurs' defence are particularly amazing. Uh, he got his 18-point haul and 14-point haul against Leeds and Everton, who, as we've already spoken about, aren't uh, you know aren't doing particularly well themselves. Um, conceded two against United, uh, sorry, three against United. I just don't really like the pick. I mean, Emerson Royal hasn't been fantastic attackingly going forward. I think. Doherty has been a better wing back in that position. But I think he'll get rotated. Um, I think there will be times where he's not playing. Um, and if we're talking just for the free hit this week, I'd much rather have Kane, Son and Kulazeski. Um, And if you're talking going forward, there's a lot of other defenders I'd rather have going forward um, than, yeah, Matt Doherty. Um, the run of games are good, but I think there's they, the games are good, but I think they're good for their attackers and I think they will concede. I mean, they've got like Brighton, obviously, in the second half of this game week. We'll probably clean sheet there. But then they've got West Ham, who, you know, can score a goal. Newcastle can score a goal. Villa can score a goal. They've got Brighton again. Um, we'll see. Brentford, who are obviously an attacking phenomenon now. They've got Ivan Tony back to his best. Um, Leicester, Liverpool. And then they've got Burnley Norwich to finish the season. There's, I think they're playing teams that will score goals against them. Um, and so I just am not going to go near... They're right back. I mean, Thomas, if, if I was going for a Spurs defender, I'd actually probably go back to Reguilon. 
he was yeah. out of the team because he was he was out of the team because he was unwell with COVID. And I think he recovered poorly from it. He came back forty five minutes against Everton, and obviously he got an assist for United as well. I think he got one. The uh, was it a penalty he won? Um, who Regulon? Yeah, no, he yeah. um, crossed it, and Harry Maguire put it into his own net. Ah, yeah, I don't know. Sessegnon's out injured as well, so I don't know, because he's been playing really well as well since he's been in. You know what? I'm just going to stick with what I said. Avoid Spurs defenders for now. I think they will concede goals. I think there's better defences to pick from. And with the you know with the players you've got in there, I mean, Cancelo, Trent, Rudiger, yeah. James, Robbo. I mean, I'd rather have cheaper midfielders like Kulazeski. And Martin, yeah, Tierney, as we've just said. Um, and Tierney, yeah, exactly. I think um, I'm really surprised that Doherty's come in of late. Um, obviously, he didn't play a lot of the season, which surprisingly was under Nuno, who had him at Wolves, and he was a mainstay in the team. Um, but yeah, he didn't feature for a lot of the season when Nuno was there. Then obviously Nuno got sacked, and um, uh, Conte's come in, and to start with... Emerson Royale was his wing back, and then all of a sudden, um, Doherty's suddenly started getting minutes, and you know he played eighty-one minutes against Wolves for some reason when they lost two 0 then seven minutes against City when they won three-two, um, missed the Burnley game entirely, and then all of a sudden has played three back-to-back ninety minutes, um, and I don't really understand why. I mean, he's obviously performed well, as you said. Goal, clean sheet, and assist against Leeds, and then two clean, sh- uh, two assists and a clean sheet against Everton. Um, but as you said, he then came up against United, a half decent team. Didn't play very well. I mean, Spurs didn't play very well overall. Um, but yeah, they then conceded three. Obviously, to one of the best players of all time. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it feels like you should get him, and that you've missed out on points because of those big scores in twenty seven and twenty eight. But is he really going to hold his position going forwards? And as you said, are Spurs going to be defensively sound? They have a decent run of games, but I think it's similar to the Arsenal situation. that, And I think you've just said this as well, that you prefer to have their attacking assets than their defensive ones because they seem the more promising. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more games where Spurs win 3-2 or something like that. Um, and Doherty and Regulon and stuff aren't going to be majorly involved, it's probably going to be Kane, Son or Kulisevsky, as you said. So, um, yeah, I'd agree. Mm. And that's Snogmire Void for the week. Um, <clears throat> I thought it'd be interesting because we've only got four games this week, obviously, because it's the free, it's, you know, blank game week 30. Just to quickly go through who you think is going to win each game. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Because I think that's, for me, well, again, once again, I'm using the podcast to give myself my own benefit. Um, it's just interesting to see who, who do you think Who's going to win? And do you think they're going to both score? Because I think that's interesting for... I'm really struggling with attacks easy, midfields easy, defence is an absolute shitter. I mean, they always, there could be goals in all of those games. Yeah, um, I mean, this is the thing when you've got such limited games to choose from that, you know, you can only pick three players from each team and you've only got eight um, midfield and attacking slots. So you can only pick a certain number of players to fill those. Um, and you're therefore trying to spread your picks across games, but that's basically hedging your bets on one team from each fixture scoring and keeping a clean sheet. So you own defenders and attackers from those teams only. Um, I guess you would look to target 
defenders that possibly have potential for attacking returns as well as or kind of instead of defensive ones. So the one that comes to mind in that sense is Aston Villa playing against Arsenal, two teams that are in good form playing uh, and scoring quite a few goals at the minute. So maybe target Matt Cash because they can concede two games and uh, two goals in that game, but he could get an assist and that kind of lessens the blow slightly. I don't know. Um, I guess the only real na- nailed on clean sheets is probably Wolves. But even then, as bad as Leeds have been lately, they are still a threat going forward. So, I don't know. So, what do you reckon? Wolves leads first game, the first game of the week. Um, I would, based on form, I would say Wolves. Um, as we've said, they've got the fourth best defensive record in the league. In the league, um, and they've kept some big teams out. Uh, Leeds obviously are a threat, as I said, Rafinha. Had a lot of chances on the weekend, um, and yeah, Leeds and that Leeds do now have Bamford back, which is big for them. Um, but I think Wolves are so solid defensively that they should be able to keep a clean sheet. But they also seem to be dominating games, Wolves as well. Like they seem to have a real control over the game. It doesn't seem particularly frantic, or you know, they're just defending on the edge of their box. Like they seem to have a lot of possession. And are really effective from set pieces as well. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go for Wolves on that one. Mm. Do you think both teams will score? Do you think Leeds get a goal? I can <clears> see <throat> it happening. But as I say, I have a feeling that Wolves will keep another clean sheet. I mean, I'm mm. hoping that's the case because I'm, I've am i got Kilman. Don't know if I will double up on Wolves. I might go for Saar in goal because there aren't many good goalkeepers playing this week. Um, or goalkeepers, at least, that have good fixtures. Um. So you know, I'm I'm kind of hoping, but also kind of basing it off the fact that I think that they will keep a clean sheet. So yeah, I could very easily see it being a, another one nil for Wolves or a two nil maybe. Um, but by the same token, as I said, Leeds Leeds are a threat going forwards. Rodrigo's yeah. all of a sudden started to score. Um, took a while to settle in, but he's now uh, finding his shooting boots. So. Yeah, I'm doubled up on Wolves' defence at the moment on my free hit, which I'm not sure I like or not. I've got Saar and Cody. And I think I it makes know. sense because, you know, Saar makes a lot of saves, if nothing else. Um, and as I said, because there are so few goalkeepers to pick from, he is the best out of there is, what there is. Um, it is just going to be a case of if Leeds score, then it is a double wipeout. Um but you've got to take on a free hit, isn't it? Especially yeah, and I take. think everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? Um, because there are so few fixtures to pick from. If people are free hitting, they probably will be owning Saar. So, so next one then, Arsenal-Villa. Villa-Arsenal, actually, sorry. Villa at home. Yeah, I think a two-all draw in this one, as I said. Ooh, okay. Um, I think Arsenal are the better team and are in better form, so could very well rock up and um, sneak, uh, nick an away win. But... You know, Villa were kind of out of sorts against West Ham. Um, so, you know, they very well could lose. But I think it would be a good game, that one, to watch at the very least for a neutral. Um, so I'm going to go for a score draw. Nice. Oh, I'm, I'm actually tripled up on Arsenal at the moment uh, on my free hit. Um, so I've definitely backed one way. I do have two Villa players, but they're both sat on the bench at the moment. So <clears throat> I just think Arsenal win that game. Yeah, I mean, I, think, I can see yeah. it happening. But I think... Uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to sit on I mean, a triple, I've got, I've got Lac- Lacazette's. I'm sat on Lacazette, Martinelli and Tierney. To be honest, because I've got unlimited money, I might go Saka just this week because fuck it, why not sort of yeah. thing. Um, I could go either of them in personally. And I've got Tierney as well, but I don't know if I want him. As, the thing is, I'm, as I said, I'm struggling with defences because I think this week there could be lots of goals at, at either end, really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've got Coutinho and Cash on the bench at the moment. Oh, the game that everyone will be talking about this week because it's the biggest game of the week, Leicester-Brentford. Well, I mean, that's just a given. It's a 5-0 Brentford, isn't it? It is. Well, I've got triple Brentford in my free hit team. So, <laughs> yeah, I do. I've got no Leicester players. So, I think that pretty much sums up what the, what the score's going to be. Yeah, I think this could be another score draw. Um, could, yeah, I don't know. Leicester are so hot and cold at the minute. Um, they have been playing awfully for a good while and then managed to put a few wins together. And then again, they lost last weekend against uh, Arsenal. So, um, yeah, very contrary. But yeah, I think probably a score draw again. Yeah, I mean, if I wasn't a Brentford fan, I was getting a nice player. It would only be Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes. Ooh, it's equaliser. Um, he's a brilliant recently. I mean, he could have scored against Arsenal yesterday as well. Great header, good save. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sound for Brentford because I'm an idiot, but uh, yeah, Harvey Barnes also great little punt in there if you're on a free hit. Yeah, I think uh, my draft at the minute has Madison in, um, but you're right, it could very well easily be Harvey Barnes. Um, I don't think I would double up on Leicester. Um, if I did, it would probably be Madison or Barnes and Iheanacho or Dakar. Um It's so hard to call which one starts as well. Yeah, think, isn't it? that's the thing. I mean, I'm kind of... I was waiting to see what happened yesterday and Iheanacho started but then went off for Dakar. Um, obviously, Iheanacho didn't score so it could be the case that Dakar now starts the next game because Iheanacho didn't return. But equally, because Iheanacho started and Dakar came off the bench, that could be the dynamic that Rogers has. I think Dakar has proven that he's a really good striker as and when he's got the opportunity this season. But for whatever reason, he is kind of consigned to being there well, now they're Europa Conference, it was Europa League, but they're kind of European striker and then being like their backup Premier League one. I think mm-hmm. he's only really got good minutes in the Prem when both Vardy and Iheanacho have been unavailable or Iheanacho has just been really out of form. Um, but, you know, he has scored a lot of goals as and when he's played um, and looks like a really good player. Um, but, yeah, not convinced by Iheanacho. I think I would probably prefer to have Tony over him. Because I think you love to hear. Well, I think they're similarly priced, um, and one has been well. One is guaranteed to play, and that same one is in better form. So it kind of makes sense. Um, I'll eat it up, Cam. It's all I want to hear. It's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> Lap it up. Um, final game of the week: Spurs West Ham. Now this one could go either way. Um, I'm tempted to say a West Ham win. Um, okay. But you'll be Again, Spurs players in your free hit, though, won't you? Let's be honest. I will, yeah. Kane's already in my team. Um, Son might come in as well. Um, because, again, this could be a high-scoring game. And I think it probably will be. Um, at least both teams scoring. I thought with Jared Bowen now out injured that and, with, and Antonio not really, uh, you know, even when Bowen was fit, producing the goods, that they would now struggle. But... You know, Yarmolenko came on and scored, and Fournals, who's been good for them all season, uh, popped up with a goal as well. Um, 
and against good opposition. So I think West Ham had a bit of a lull, but are fighting for the top four this season for a reason. Um, And yeah, Tottenham are impossible to predict. I think the only thing that you can guarantee is that they will score goals, but whether they'll keep a clean sheet or even keep out enough goals for them to win the game, it's impossible to say. Um, you know, they put in performances like they do against City and then they go and lose to Burnley and Middlesbrough. Did they lose to in the cup or was that someone else? Um, <clears throat> anyway, the point stands. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. They they all of a sudden turn shit. So, yeah, I I think either a draw or a West Ham win. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's so hard. Spurs are so Spurs at the moment. It's like win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. It's yeah. just so hard to pick. I mean, I'm tripled up on Spurs attackers at the moment. Um, just, I think it's out of more hope than anything, really, that they, they play as they've been playing recently and just turn up. Um, the, I think the issue I've more got with West Ham is I wouldn't know who to pick. Yeah. Like Ben Rama got two assists a few weeks ago. Do you go with Craig Dawson and just hope for a Thunder Bastard header? <laughs> um, it's just so difficult to pick. You know what? What would who would you pick in that team at the moment? Do I wouldn't you, go Antonio. Do you know if, better attackers? Do you know if Cresswell's fit? I saw he had a flag oh, the other uh, day, but I don't know if he's still got that or not. Oh, I don't know. To be honest, I haven't even Cresswell. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good, he, he's good flagged. Challenge. He's flagged. Um, it is only a knock seventy five percent chance of playing. I mean, he did only play 56 minutes against Villa, so he picked up the knock in that game. Um, If he is fit, then I'd say Cresswell. Um, I think Dawson is a good shout, particularly on a free hit. The only thing is um, I don't think I would get him this week because, as I say, I think Spurs are pretty much guaranteed to score. Um, But, yeah, I think Fornells is a good shout. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't want to own him going forwards, but he's been really good for West Ham all season. He's not been particularly prolific in terms of goals scored and assists, but he's popped up every now and then. And so, yeah, for a one-off game week, I think, yeah, now that Rice is back fit, Lanzini will play further forward. I think he played in DM against Liverpool because Rice got ill. Um, But now that he's back fit, he obviously is going to play a bit further forward. So, he could be a punt, but yeah, I think I'd prefer to go Fournells over him because mm, Fournells is on set pieces as well, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. has the potential to assist a Craig Dawson Thunderbuster header. But that's true, very true. I've got I've sat on Dawson at the moment. He's third on my bench. I mean, I've just put one together. It's very sort of not even thought about. Yeah. Um, but I am sat on triple Spurs attack with Kulusevski, Son, and Kane because it just looked brilliant at the moment. Um, moves on quite nicely. You're captain this week. Oh, um, one second. Let me get my draft up because I've gone off it. Um, I think probably Kane. I think Kane probably your best shout, but I do really. I mean, captaining Tony would be very fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think for you to do it, fine. Oh sure, yeah, no one else. I mean, if you're listening to me now and you're just, just like in captain Tony, don't. No, do just in term, that. just in terms of, I have him in my draft, so I will be owning him for the game week, but. I've not been mental enough to own him for the past 20-odd weeks, which you have done. So for you to then captain him doesn't really make, doesn't take much skin off your nose. But um, I mean, I've gained 180k places in the last few weeks. I may as well lose a bit. I just realised as well, looking at my draft, that I've got four Watford players in it. <laughs> <laughs> Three of them in defence. 
<laughs> I think I might have broken the game slightly. <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. Bit optimistic of them keeping a clean sheet against Leeds. Yeah, no, I think I think Kane's probably the shout. The thing is, I'm, the the reason I'm thinking I'm not going with Kane, and the only thing I'm thinking of is I'm on triple Spurs attack. Yeah, so, so you've got. By, I've, yeah, I've already got enough cover there, sort of thing. So, I mean, Kane would have to go off massively more than Son and Kuluseski for it to be worth. You basically have four players then playing for Spurs attack, don't you? Yeah. Mm, not sure. Yeah, probably Kane. Probably Kane. Now we're you know now we're rambling. Probably Kane. Um. So yeah, that is pretty much everything for the week. Uh, just a quick. I mean, I have to do it because it's it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, Sam. McAfe, who's been on the pod, friend of the pod, Sam. He's currently twelfth in the world. He's got over two thousand one hundred points. It's actually a joke. Like I don't know if he, I even like him anymore. I'm not. Gonna <laughs> I mean, he came on. He's lovely. I you know I really enjoyed chatting to him. I still enjoy chatting to him, but he's starting to piss me off a little bit. It's just a like ridiculously good, isn't it? Twelfth in the world. Um, yeah, fair play, Sam. Just insane. I'm just jealous, really. That's it. You're a sour, bitter old man. I am a sour, bitter old man. Um, that is very true. <laughs> it, incredibly impressive, though. I think he's actually not far off the overall top as well anymore. Um, I think he's uh, 31 points off top. Mad. Uh, he, I didn't realise he held his triple captain until this week. Yeah, he, I think he wildcarded in 26. Right, uh, right. The, the week, yeah, the, in the week where everyone was sort of triple captaining. He, um, he bench boosted last Salah. week, which was very well played because yeah. he had Dina, Dubravka, Saiz, and James all start and all get returns, and then Trent and Saka on the bench. He literally only had Salah and Brogan not return and Rafinha. Yeah, really, really strong week. Um, I think he actually got the same amount of points as me. Mm. That's quite nice to see. Yeah, great minds. For for one week, I was as good as Sam. <laughs> Brilliant. That makes me a little bit less. A little bit more happy. Bloody hell. Uh, so, no, yeah, like... As you say, wild carded in 26, only captain Salah, but still managed to get 127 points. Then played his free hit the following week, 57 points when the average was 40. And then uh, bench. he's played like three, four chips back to back, bench boosted uh, last week to get 127, and then triple captain this week. And all of them have worked. Um, the only thing is now he has... No chips, I think, for the rest of the Just season. one free hit. One no, he's got one hit. free hit left. Yeah. Um, and his team value is ridiculous. 104.8. Not Unbelievable. What's that? Yeah, it's, it's actually insane. I mean, 12th in the world. Uh, 12th in the world, and he actually listens to our podcast. I don't know what he is doing <laughs> wrong there. Um, I mean, he's worth a shout out. If you are, aren't following Sam, uh, FPL Sports Science, Science, um, Definitely, definitely worth follow. Incredibly, uh, I've been watched following Sam's tweets quite. I mean, just anyway, um, he puts out some absolutely the most sarcastic tweets you'll ever see. It's absolutely glorious. I think it was someone put the other day about like um, someone was getting annoyed by people when they put like, oh, um, like Penendez and Penaldo and stuff like that, and he just replied with Parry Payne. <laughs> <laughs> just really made me laugh. Um, so yeah. Uh, go follow Sam. Um, I think that's all we've got time for. Sounds like that's all we've got time for. All we've got time for. Um, it is international break next week. So, I mean, we haven't even discussed it, but we're probably taking a week off, aren't we? Not the, not the 
Oh god, international breaks. Yeah, pretty pretty miserable. Eh? I'm not sure. Is it international break or is it like an FA Cup week? I honestly well, we've got FA Cup this weekend. Um, oh, of course, I yeah. Know that much. So it must but... be international break then. Yes, it is. It is international break because it's meant to be the um, World Cup qualifiers or like the playoffs and all that shit. Um, so yeah, that is all the time for. We'll probably have a week off next week, so you won't hear our beautiful voices until the week after. Um, yeah, what else have I missed? I've always missed something. Twitter. Yeah, you can come follow us on Twitter. Uh, I am FBL Dummy Tom and Cam is FBL Dummy Cameron. And yeah, so we've whip. we've got game week thirty this weekend, which is when FA Cup ties are going on, and then the next game week thirty one isn't until the weekend of the second of April. So next weekend, the twenty sixth, twenty seventh is international. So. Right, so we'll be back on the 28th then to preview game week 31. Um, whoever enjoys blank game week 30, you probably won't. You're probably just watching FA Cup instead because it's far more exciting. Apart from the brentford less game. Oh, wait, that's the only game not on TV this week. For fuck's sake. <laughs> sort it out, Premier League. We only want to watch that game. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to us and we will speak to you again in two weeks' time. See you then. Bye. I will be able to stop this somehow.